Hello, friendos. Hello there, zebras. Hey, thank you for tuning into the show again. I have not found many people in... I live in central Pennsylvania, as you may know if you listen, <laughs> that uh, host their own podcast and are passionate, doing it consistently, and have a purpose behind it. I came across Mr. Bill Zimmerman. He is the host and creator of Happy Valley Hustle. You can follow Happy Valley Hustle on uh, iTunes. I'm not sure what other podcast apps he's on, but find him uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Happy Valley Hustle. And basically, what he's all about with his podcast, he's an, an educator, but also, obviously, a, a media personality podcast host. And he is his goal is to tell the stories of people in central Pennsylvania who run their own businesses, launching side hustles and making the digital age work for them. That's what I'm all about, and uh, I came across what he was doing, and man, I had to get him on here because I, I've got to find people who are also doing this, who are doing, who are making podcasting work for them and creating their own path. So uh, this is a really cool episode from somebody who's on the same wavelength as myself, but also it's an awesome message and kind of a, a lesson in how you can do this yourself as well because we're not special in any way, shape, or form. Anybody can do what we're doing, and that's the cool part. Let me shout out to some local businesses who are sponsors on the podcast. Always got to show love to uh, Juice517 Allegheny Street in Holidaysburg on Facebook and Instagram at The Juice Bar, J-O-O-S. That's cold pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth. Bone broth is incredible for you. Uh, very healthy. Jen's been on a few past episodes, including the direct previous episode to this. Uh, you can also, on the previous episode of this, find Trade Secrets, Stephanie Height. She is a podcast sponsor and also runs her own business. She was just on the podcast. She's at 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona on Facebook, Secrets and Trade. Instagram, Trade Secrets underscore skincare. And her and her husband make all of their own handmade products in-house no added chemicals, no added ingredients, great for your body, and uh, things like sugar scrubs and bath bars, bath bombs, which people go crazy over. My son loves those. All natural deodorants, natural natural lip bombs, not national, natural, uh, moisturizing body lotions, and so much more. Trade secrets. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. This is an awesome episode. Let's kick it off and get into this bad boy. This is Rob Z Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. As always, broadcasting live from the Launchbox Studios in downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania. Uh, today, I'm excited about this podcast because I have a fellow podcaster with me. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Happy Valley Hustle podcast. He's an educator. Uh, Bill Zimmerman's in the house. Thank you for being here, sir. Yeah, thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. Uh, boy, calling myself a podcaster while I'm sitting here among all your, amongst all this great equipment. I, I don't know, man. I'm feeling pretty inadequate right now. But uh, <laughs> that was they, my they, point. Yeah, set up, make it look like way more important than it actually was. Right? <laughs> well, hey, you're, you're fooling me right now because this looks cool, and um, I'm already thinking, hoping someday I can uh, upgrade my rinky dink operation right now. Well, see, the thing is, this is what I love about podcasting, and I think that uh, anybody who listens to podcasts. If you're not in the game, maybe you don't quite uh, know, but you can do this with a phone. You can do it 
with uh, I have like a little Zoom portable recorder you carry around. There's so many different ways to do it now, but I come from radio, so like the, I need the board. I need to make it feel like I'm in a studio. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I hit the road, I can I can carry the other stuff with me. But it's it's fun to pretend. Yeah, so that yeah I'm, this, that I'm this feels so legit. It makes right me now. feel important. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason I'm excited is that uh, in our area, and I say this every podcast when I have somebody on from Altoona State College, Pennsylvania, like. Podcasts go all over the world. You know, everybody can listen to this anywhere they are. But the awesome thing is that anybody can do it too. And I love the fact that you're doing a podcast. You just started the Happy Valley Hustle out of State College, Pennsylvania, home of Penn State. Uh, and I, I try to find people who are doing this along with me because eventually I want to, like, you know, create, uh, I don't know if, it, if a team is the right word, but create like just a bond with people who are also doing the same thing that I am because it's a, it's a new industry. Like YouTube's one thing, you know, doing that sort of, of realm of work is, is one deal. But when it's podcasting, it's like everybody always does everybody else's podcast. We all kind of share the same space. Sure. So, uh, that's, I, I saw you were doing it from Alex, uh, Nepa, who's on a past episode and I'm like, man, I got to talk to him. So tell me a little bit about yourself, your story and, uh, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you're you're right on there with the, you know, the, it'd be great to have this kind of support group, and I don't want to say something about listening to your podcast when um, I listened to all these other podcasts, and I was like, man, it's really nice to hear someone from Central Western Pennsylvania on a podcast. You know, someone sounds like me, you with know, the, with it, the Altoona accent. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, I didn't realize that was something missing from my podcast until I until I heard you, and I was like. Yeah, it is really nice to have have a familiar sounding voice from from back home. You know, essentially, I grew up near Johnstown, so I'm mm. too, not not too far removed from here. Um, but yeah, the the podcast, you know, just been always a huge fan of podcasts. Mainly as a as a platform to to keep me entertained, not so much to to stay informed. But I'm trying right. to trying to use it as a way to learn things as well, more and more. Sure. But um, I started off. I, I went to IUP, got a journalism degree there, and then got a got a job at the newspaper. Uh, the Indiana Gazette, shortly after graduation, and it was in there for almost nine and a half years. Uh, my plan was to work there a few years and keep moving up the ranks into bigger and better newspapers, and it didn't quite work that way. Um, but uh, it was it was some, you know, I, I describe it as I learned a, a little about a lot of things, uh -huh. but, you know, uh, it was obviously a terrible time for newspapers. It was very frustrating from a standpoint of, of pay and um, uh, advancement, all that sort of thing. Yeah. But, I, but I stuck it out and eventually got hired to work in public relations at Penn State uh, in the Office of Strategic Communications. So very much doing um, a lot of the similar things I did at the newspaper, writing and editing for, for news related to Penn State. Um, and in that job, I guess I showed a little bit of... Uh, um, acumen when it came to social media because I was suggesting as a, a big part of my job was doing a lot of copy editing. So if I saw a good story that would play well in social media, I'd let the social media manager know. Um, and I also started uh, doing a lot of photography there. Our full-time photographer needed some support at times. I was interested in photography and he really kind of took me under my wing and, and showed me a thing or two. Um, so that, uh, so I, you know, took some of the, some of what I learned to be in a, in a newspaper, um, I'll, you know, really helped me working in social media, um, getting a good visual eye. I did a lot of layout design at the newspaper. Um, I was doing a lot of editing, doing a lot of writing, and I really got, uh, really figured out quickly, you know, how to, how to tell, how you get your story across in the shortest amount of words possible. And that was such great practice before working in, in social media. Yeah. Um, so my, uh, the, I spent five years at Penn State in PR, 
last few years as social media manager, helping with a team managing Penn State's main social media accounts. Uh, so these would be the main accounts associated with the university, not, not athletics, but that verified Penn State account you would see on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that sort of thing. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was quite an undertaking and uh, just was a really crucial uh, piece in helping promote the university, getting the good news out there. Uh, getting that vital news you can use, like there's a water main break and the street's closed, right. uh, using it as a platform to interact you know, with alumni and, and potential students. Um, and it, so at a place like Penn State with that size and with that audience, um, it's really a powerful tool for on so many fronts. Boy, man, I bet. Like I, me doing social media marketing for companies, like I have always wondered when you have a big account that's not you, that's not you, and you're running it for other for a major organization, a major company like that, a university. Uh, is that like it, it's probably scary a little bit, right? Oh yeah, you gotta run yep. through some channels before you post. You're yeah. not just like middle of the night, right, typing something up like, ah, oh, this sounds like it'll be a good tweet for Penn State and sending it out there. Like you gotta get that confirmed. I'm sure. Well, believe it or not, there were some times where you were given some leeway. Whether maybe it was a Saturday and you were at a football game and you know you were you were doing some things. Um, so there were there were believe it or not times where you were posting without somebody. Uh, Know, looking at it mm-hmm. uh, but you were afforded some trust after um you know showing that you were reliable you know you, yeah. you just didn't let, give everyone that that uh, ability right off the bat you got a lot of power with that yeah yeah really lot. yeah and it was such a rush to like to post a photo to instagram and just see the the likes just racking up you know it was so much so foreign from my own experience on my personal instagram right but it was just blowing up and you're like this is awesome uh, but but yeah, very it can be very scary. We were doing a better job uh, uh, before my before I left uh, to take on a new job. We'll talk about that uh, shortly. Um, we were starting to do a better job of having at least one set of, one set of eyeballs looking at each post uh, just to prepare mm-hmm. um, because it, it it can be you know you're dealing with you're putting so much content out for public scrutiny yes. and that's what's so scary about it. And so a typo, a misspelling. Um, you know, it's no surprise to anyone that gets on social media that everyone's a critic. Yep. Um, yeah. And, you know, people are looking. Um, and especially if you're at the profile of Penn State, people will screen scra- screen grab a screw up as well and preserve it forever, you know, uh, yeah. even if you delete it in, in a minute. You know, so, so there are some things like that. I like to uh, um, show I, I teach a digital PR class at Penn State and I like to show my students uh, one of my biggest screw ups, which um, when I show it to them, doesn't you know they they, they it doesn't get it, it's not monumental, but it but it created some headaches for me, and it involved a post at the so we put a, a thon is coming up here, uh, we put in a ton of time during thon, take a lot of photographs, and I put in some put in some hours there, took a photograph, and then then left for the day. Was going to come back uh, the next day for a little bit. And so, really, you know, the the Bryce Jordan Center is lit up at night. It looks really cool. And I snapped a photograph and said, "Good night from Thon. We'll be back tomorrow with more uh, inspiration or something like that." Uh, but one of the kind of rules of Thon is that there's there's no concept of time or space there, and you're definitely not supposed to reference time or anything like that because oh, people okay. are delirious and standing on their feet for 46 hours or whatever right. it is. Um, and and also, you know, people thought that Penn State. If you're going to have dancers there all weekend, Penn State social media sh- office should, should be there the entire weekend, you know, all that. Yeah. So we just got blasted for that, you know, on, on all Not th- like me. I would never <laughs> think in a million years. I'd be yeah, like, oh, yeah. great post, whatever, <laughs> who cares? But somebody's yeah, always yeah, got to yeah. do something, yeah. And I told my students this, you know, I was like, 
this seems a little bit like an overreaction. But at the same time, you would hope that the account for Penn State, it's, it's understandable to think there's an expectation that Penn State knows these kind of rules of thon sure. and wouldn't break them you know um but it was it was really it was something interesting gave my students something to chew on for the most part they were on my side said it was an overreaction you know but at the same time you know they also understood that it's thon this is this is part of the culture here everyone kind of it's a part of it knows you don't reference the time you know and uh, but it was just it's in boy do my students love when i talk about something i did wrong i mean they they snap they snap up they you know the backs get straight you know their their hands shoot up you know they're ready to ready to talk ready to analyze yeah well people love trolling yeah number one and there's something about the the failure part of it that uh i don't know what the appeal is to that necessarily but that just kind of happened to me a couple of weeks ago, man, and social media is crazy like that, because I was doing a Facebook Live video with uh, a local uh, woman who has a business, and um, I, so I have a Twitter account. On my Twitter account, I, I, I steal jokes. I'll say okay. it on the podcast. I'm not afraid to admit the fact that I steal jokes sometimes <laughs> and post them as my own, because okay. the person who, who had the joke most likely didn't create it. Okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And it's whatever. I don't care. I'll openly admit it. But um, this guy is writing on my – I'm getting, like, hundreds of comments. We're giving away prizes. And I'm looking down through the comments, like, you, you had to comment with uh, what the whatever – something, some sort of question, and you had to answer it. Okay. Um, and he wrote, like, in all caps, Rob, why don't you tell the world why you steal all of your tweets? And I'm like, <laughs> all right, dude. I ignored it. So yeah. it came up again. It's like, tell him. Tell him why you do it, Rob. Why yeah. do you – and it's in all caps. And I'm like, what is the – what is your deal, dude? Yeah. And I know he's just trying to get to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So after the podcast was over, he got to me. And I, I wrote to him and I tweeted. We, we wrote messages back and forth or whatever. And um, then I got on Twitter and he's blasted me on Twitter. And he's having his friends come on and blast me on Twitter. And they're, they're screen captioning my tweet with the, somebody else who tweeted the same tweet oh, and expose. like and there's like 300 people who tweeted the same yeah. tweet it's not yeah. like it, it's not like i'm the only person doing it but whatever yeah. but i i realized um and i've realized this before but it was a great example of you know people just even on my small popularity celebrity whatever you want to call it level people want to be recognized they want to get their point across and they want like you to acknowledge them right yeah. so even if you've done something that isn't technically wrong or whatever it is somebody's going to put you on blast for it just because they want you to react and then they want to get in on the reaction and their friends start getting in on it and they start tweeting you and um it was i ended up banning them yeah because nice. I, was, I was like either i can sit here and stare at these tweets and ignore them i can reply to them but i don't need this kid's negativity in my life yeah it's sure. just it's it's getting into my head and what do i and, and I even said in the one tweet, I was like, yeah, I steal the tweets. Like, I don't, what do you, what, what are you accomplishing? Yeah, Number one, yeah. it, it, people are like, oh my God, it's true. He does steal. <laughs> he stole that tweet. I can't believe it. I'm unfollowing him. He's a total liar. He's a fake, a fraud. Yeah, and yeah. Ruined the public's trust right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I just ruined everything. Yeah. But it's just, social media is so new and we all, nobody's ever had a, oh, I shouldn't say nobody, but many people have never had a voice before, never yeah. had a chance to speak out. So we're still in this very premature, very uh, just the beginning of this age, and people don't know how to handle it, yeah. and they don't know what to do with it. So they're just, I mean, I, I'm not saying that trolling won't be happening 100 years from now. I'm sure it will be, but. Yeah, you hope uh, so better goofy. etiquette 
will emerge. Probably not. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. It's 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 funny. Maybe the blockchain yeah. will somehow you have to confirm things down the line before they they get out there. Who who knows what'll happen? But uh, I, I don't know. It's it, social media is very interesting. It's a really yeah. cool industry to be in. Um, yeah. w- you being in it, what has it? How I guess how has it changed your perception of media? or the perception of people like what have you learned from wow yeah um yeah real quick uh because i did a very incomplete bio of myself i after working in pr penn state i eventually uh moved into a faculty position teaching in the college of communications uh the donald p belisario college of communications i want to get that whole name in there because he uh gave a very generous uh donation that's keeping me gainfully employed um and i and i teach a digital pr class in a class called pr media and methods so i get to talk about the the really the tried and true foundational tools about pr and then all the all the the new media and things that are at our disposal cool um but you know one one kind of heartening thing about customer service on social media that i learned with the penn state job is that these people even many who are super fired up if you return maybe maybe you successfully get them to take that their complaint offline maybe through through a direct message or an email yeah they often soften up a little bit when they realize there's a human uh behind the account right so i that's a a good thing a tiny sliver of hope that you know when people kind of can put that together that there's a real person behind the account with um you know not this faceless machine putting this stuff out and and they realize it's just somebody doing their job trying to do it well mm-hmm. um and you hear them out they they often you know change yeah and that's what facebook's trying to get back to now which yeah, for yeah. facebook marketers not the greatest thing in the world sure. but it's also going to cause people to engage more and to have real meaningful content yeah. that people want to interact with yeah and there's nothing wrong with that man i can't i can't knock zuckerberg or uh you know the thoughts the people behind that who are causing it to happen like because I get on Facebook now and it's you know it's almost a just a giant marketing it's like commercials yeah. like it's all I'm seeing is commercials and not as much content so I feel like the 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 stick to gear towards keeping people interacting with one another and having meaningful conversations I don't know if you can actually have that on Facebook yeah <laughs> that's a possibility yeah but it seems like they're trying to bring that more back into the fold which I think is a wonderful thing and like yeah. you said man I mean honestly I've had much more love than I've had hate on social media and I've received the nicest compliments in the entire world from people yeah that, that mean a lot to me so I it's it's a it's like a 50 to 1 or 100 sure. to 1 <laughs> from good stuff to bad stuff um, but it's it's a whole new world and yeah. it's I imagine working in digital marketing like yeah. digital media like halfway through the semester you could throw away all the information <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it changes so fast exactly you know um, and so it's a blessing and a curse it's it's tough to get a, a complete textbook you know right now we're, right. we're using books that were written in 2013 that are really solid on social media strategy but when they start to start talking about individual platforms and their features useless they're pretty old yeah um, but the, but at the same token there's always cool case studies coming out there's always something to talk about social media at the super bowl um you know last semester uh first week of class there was the solar eclipse and we were looking at all these different things that nasa was doing and, and uh, the penn state was doing to promote it um or to, you know to promote uh, their faculty members and expertise or in the middle of this happening yeah um so yeah there's uh you know, there's no shortage of stuff to talk about but yeah it can be tricky if you really start want to um you know uh, guess you know have that foundation of a textbook that's crucial to every college course um isn't always easy in it yeah it's it's so it's so nuts you know i 
I see it in the future. I don't know how, because I know the social media class here at Penn State in Altoona. It's like you have a, a good idea, but you need somebody who's on the ball yeah. to teach that. And how are you ever going to find that person? Because they're going to, if they are on the ball, they're already in the game. Which if yeah. they're in the game, that means they're probably already making more money than they make as a professor. Sure. And they have a lot, yeah. lot of yeah. information. So, um, I, I see it as I've learned so much from video courses, from online programs. I don't know how, and and just from physically doing it myself. Sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know how you can keep up with that, especially in the future. It seems like it would be nearly impossible. Yeah. Um. But the challenge is there. Obviously, kids talk about. I, we used, I used to go into high schools for when I worked in radio, and we would ask them like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and at the end of my run in radio the past couple of years it was all youtube star wow 90 like yeah. over overall high way over any other profession youtube star was what they wanted to be wow that's incredible yeah yeah which is yeah. like because you can be yourself and make yeah. money doing yeah. it like you see a 17 year old making a million dollars off just putting themselves sure. on video it's crazy yeah i think i think you know that's that's partly what, what kind of leads to my own personal love hate relationship with social media. Yeah. As a former journalist, I, I feel like it's really, um, you know, the fake news you hear about it constantly, but it's just really <laughs> kind of eroded, uh, the people's trust of the press. And, um, it's just made things very difficult for people who are doing good, honest work, um, to get the, the, um, to make the impact, uh, that's necessary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also that it's just, it did it's leveled the playing field for creative, curious, clever people. You know that you can now do so much that you couldn't before, um, and I think that's what's so exciting about it. Um, and in teaching it as well, in teaching in general, the less ego you have, the better. Um, so really, that's helped me in my job because I got students in my class who are. Um, I had one student who was doing. They're on like Sony Music Street Team or something. She has thousands more followers than I do on any of my platforms. Right. You know, um, students who. Um, or have you know starting to play with uh, put you know uh, putting content out and um, having a pretty strong personal brand on social media. Yeah. Um, you're never gonna know about everything. You're somebody's always gonna scoop you scoop you and see the news about some platform updating their feature. Yeah. You know. So it's really I just um, I all I can do is just keep trying to to stay informed. You know, and and things like cr- creating the podcast for me just seem like I as a, as an educator I should have something that I'm doing, that I'm actively promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can give me fodder to talk in class, to, to admit to my students, hey, uh, I really hope the, the listener numbers would have been better this first time around. But, I'm, you know, it's just been kind of humbling, but I'm, I'm seeing some growth and I'm encouraged by it. Or um, I tried to promote it this way and didn't get any reaction. Right. Uh, but this way was successful. Or um, now I'm struggling, feeling like I'm too much of a shameless self-promoter and I'm hitting everybody over the head with my stuff and I'm kind of dealing, you know, dealing with that. What's too far, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. So I think, yeah, I think you just got to, if you're going to try to teach something that's so um, constantly changing, uh, you just got to you know, admit, Hey, I'm not going to know everything, but I'm going to make an effort to stay informed and also to, to play around with new mediums. No, even though podcasting isn't new, but just play around with these things and, and be able to speak um, with some knowledge. Well, the funny thing is, like we always say, like ah, Facebook isn't new, podcasting isn't new. Like, what's new? Because I mean, it, it's really only, I'd say, podcasting in a like in a heavy, constant media form, like with a lot of content. I'd say six years, maybe. Yeah. Like it's so 
television's You're not right. new. Yeah, yeah. Television's Compared to old. newspapers, that is super right. new. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's it's, it's, it's embryo. To be a social yeah. media expert, you've probably been working in social media about four years, yeah. five years. Yeah. Like yeah. it's crazy, especially at the where it's at right now. If you worked in social media seven years ago, what's going on now is. If you never kept up to date, you're not an expert anymore. Yeah. You're out of date. Like sure. you might as well just stop, or you've got to learn a lot of new things because it's going to be changing so fast that you're going to be stuck. And um, you know, talking about like learning from kids, like that's yeah. usually where I get a lot yeah, of information yeah. because I had a kid in here last week. Uh, shout out to Christian. He was uh, he's not in the podcast, but we just had a meeting. He wanted to come meet with me to get some info on how to grow his Instagram page. He's got eleven thousand followers. I'm like, dude, you've got you've got me like tripled. Like I have four thousand forty one hundred, I think, and he's like over eleven thousand. His page is like uh, Jeep. It's all about Jeeps in Pennsylvania. Okay, cool. And he's crushing it. And I'm like, man, I should learn from you because you could be making a six-figure income on that following by itself, which yeah. is crazy yeah. that you can have 11,000 followers and make a ton of money. Mm. It's wild. Uh, and that's the part of it that I think is so appealing is if you can just switch the mindset to being like, oh, yeah, the page is cool and it's doing all right. People follow it. They seem to like it to like, no, this thing could be your life. Like this could be your one job that you have and then you'd have all this free time to explore anything else you want to do. And that's yeah. the space I'm trying to get into right now is like, recognizing that there is a lot of potential for it and a lot of people do value it uh even if you because whenever you have something for a while you kind of look at it like oh yeah it's just that thing i have yeah you know it's no big deal but then if you can use that as a platform uh, it becomes super powerful and the other part is putting yourself out there i think a lot of uh, people are afraid to put themselves on video or put themselves on audio and no matter what you ever do, it'll never be as big as you want. Or I should say, no matter what you ever do, um, unless you put your face on it and has a personality behind it, it's never going to reach the level that it could because people love personality. And I was explaining to Christian, I was like, you can, you can, con- you can copy content all day long. You can copy information all day long, but you can't copy somebody's personality. It's like the one thing I feel like in the future when robots take over, yeah. The one thing humans are still going to have is a personality. Sure. You can't copy it. Yeah. Uh, at least yeah. not, I don't know how many years that'll Something take. Something to connect to. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, let's talk about your podcast then. Yeah. You're in- inspiration for it. So Happy Valley Hustle, you're trying to find people in Center County. Well, I guess you're in Central. You're yeah, in Blair yeah. County yeah, right now. Yeah, we're cast a wide net. Uh, so just trying to find people who are doing it on their own is that kind of the key or yeah. people who are trying to help people do it on yeah, their own yeah i have kind of uh, i, w- I want to talk to people you know who are uh, have have startups um the, the way i kind of put it um people who are making the digital age work for them i think ultimately but but i also want to open that up to people who just have have innovative approaches uh, to things as well so um you know i'm trying to define it but at the same time i'm going to leave it pretty open um, as, as I kind of figure out guests, but yeah, it's people who um, are trying to do their own thing, who have side hustles, whether it's uh, finding, you know, publishing books, um, you know, uh, podcasts, you know, uh, whatever, you know, and also spotlighting the the infrastructure that's rising up to support people with these ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state college, the Happy Valley Launchbox, and State College. I had. Uh, Lee Erickson, the the chief chief amplifier there. I uh, love that title. It's a great title. Yeah, so uh, she was my second episode because I felt like we got to talk to her. Uh, um, another episode is going to focus on Ellen Mattis, who's working out of the uh, the springboard out of Belfont. Okay. Um, so talking to you right now, uh, you know, when I hear about the uh, the the launch box here in Altoona. Uh, so really letting people know 
that other people are making these sorts of things happen mm. and that there's this system here that's really growing and becoming more sophisticated that can help you along the way. Yeah. I just today had a bunch of local business, three women from who run local businesses. They're all podcast sponsors. We sat down for a group podcast and um, it was really fun to talk to them because I, well, I mean, we all who were in this room all had jobs in the past. And just over the past, you were all less than a year into our individual uh, personal LLC businesses. Yeah. And, you know, the the progress that I've made in business, in, in, in just learning, has been huge over this past year. Uh, since uh, last, I guess, April is when I technically left my job and started this job. Okay. Uh, but the, I've been doing the podcast for like three years, but just having my own business and relying on myself for money, you, you grow so quickly because you have to. When you're stuck at a job, you don't really have to grow if you don't yeah. want to. I mean, it helps, I guess, but a lot of jobs don't really reward you that much for growing. But when you have your own job, man, you don't have a choice. If you want to survive, you've got to change. You've got to grow. And I've met so many awesome people over the past year. I'm so glad. I was going to wait a year to quit my job, and I'm so glad I quit it when I did because I would not be in LaunchBox right now. Number one, somebody would have gotten this room because I got in here right at, right as they had opened it up. Okay. I found out about it, and I came in and was like, hey, I should host my podcast here, right? Because I was in my basement of my house. You know, it was like <laughs> this space people, is great here. I love it. It's so cool. And inviting people to my basement, kind of creepy. <laughs> like, you know, the furnace kicks on <laughs> halfway through a podcast. My son's running around upstairs. Um, so this is just, these spaces are invaluable. And I I know the state college is much much more utilized than Altoona. Altoona is still catching on. But um, there's another spot upstairs right here, which I think you should talk to them too, Catalyst Space. Okay. Andrew Trexler runs it up there. He's incredible. They have somebody mining Bitcoin up there. His name's Kirk. Like, yeah. Or mining crypto. He's, it's not Bitcoin. It's a different uh, currency. But uh, I've met all these people, and I, the information I've, I've received and just the inspiration that you receive, which I imagine is what, yeah. one of the reasons of doing the podcast, right? You get yeah, inspired yeah. from yep. people. It's like, man, people are... Uh, Center County State College is different from Altoona in the sense that there's, there's many motivated people there. Altoona, it's hard to find motivated people. Yeah. At least it was. But now that I have this job and this platform, I'm finding them all over the place. And it's like they're there. You just got to be in the right field, right? Sure. The, like the law of attraction kind yeah, of. Like yeah. if you're doing it, you're going to find people who are doing it. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, um, I work as a, as a lecturer at Penn State, um, which I kind of compare to – being a entrepreneur of sorts with having a fantastic safety net, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it is very self-directed, um, which, which I love, but, but yeah, I, I, I just, since coming to state college have created a, I've been lucky enough to make a, uh, have a friend group that like any of the, unlike any that I've ever had before of people that are super creative, nice, thoughtful people who are really driven and yeah, who leave me inspired after, you know, we meet for a drink or lunch or something like that. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm having some really great conversations with people about stuff they're doing and they're passionate about it and they're giving me great information and book recommendations and podcast recommendations right you know can i can i record this you know and get that other information out there um, yeah, and, you're, yeah. G- and you're also giving them a platform it's yeah free exactly promotion on yeah part. yeah that's the other part it's cool it's like yeah. you can have a conversation with somebody and i listen to like i don't know if you're a joe rogan fan yeah i yeah. listen to joe rogan all the time and one of the things he always says is it's like a chance when do you ever get to sit down and talk to people anymore? Yeah, yeah. Like, even though having headphones and a mic yep. kind of changes the conversation, you know, it's not just sure. a free-wheeled conversation, uh, but it definitely opens up 
room to sit down with certain people who don't have the time number one but yeah. if you're like hey you can come promote your thing sure while yeah. we have a conversation yeah. you know yeah. come I'll on find in. time for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yep. and you can pick their brain you can ask them questions that might be uh something that maybe people have always wanted to ask them sure and now they finally can i think yeah. that's really important yeah. just for culture in general exactly you know working at a newspaper i've, I've really enjoyed that that part of it the interviews um and i felt i had a pretty easy one-on-one rapport with people and it's and doing it as a podcast is so much nicer too because you don't feel that that you, you don't have that weight hanging over you oh i gotta ask this question i gotta ask this one i'm yeah. gonna i gotta ask this tough question that may totally ruin the dynamic right now between our conversation right um but it's it's, and it's just fun to have a, a cool conversation about things and especially when when the other person's excited about what they're talking about. That's just, um, you know, there's not enough enthusiasm in the world. If you can talk to somebody that's excited about their job, man, chat them up for a little bit, you know? Yeah, because you get some of that. Yeah, like, exactly. You end up with some of that excitement. Yeah. Uh, I get that all the time, man. It feels it feels wonderful, and also you're not looking for a sound bite. I yeah, think sure. You're right, yeah. I used to work in radio, yeah. man. It was yeah. like, you got to get the sound bite. Yep. Like, you have like three minutes <laughs> to talk to them. You yeah. know? And I, I interviewed yeah. some fairly cool people throughout yeah. the years. Uh, like celebrities and it was like you know five minutes like yeah. what are you going to get out of somebody oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I interviewed Ludacris once they gave me two <laughs> and a half minutes this was after a show <laughs> for a newspaper you're like okay two and a half did minutes did you meet him or was it just yeah I got to meet him uh, oh, yeah, after the concert and briefly talked but I um but you're right. Yeah, when you get that good quote, that soundbite, you're you're doing like a backflip in your head. But if you're not getting it, it's the only thing you can think about. You're totally checked out of the interview. You're yes. not engaged, and you're just like, oh, I hope they said sounds. You know, give me something good, and you know, and it's not a good experience. Yeah, and that and that doesn't help the performer either, right? Because yeah. they're just like spitting out the same thing they're yeah. going to tell eight million other people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's the same deal. Yeah. yeah. That's why when I see somebody like Cole come on a podcast, I'm like, oh yes, they're going to have at least an hour to talk to this person yeah. and really get into something. Yeah, it's, it really, it's yeah, for for long, so long that sort of thing was so rare. You were just getting that kind of press row uh yeah, just wrote memorization that, that somebody, you know, was going to give to to the press. Yeah. So uh, going back to you uh, your job working with kids because I I yep. love talking to kids. When I say kids, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I I hate I some people I guess maybe like I'm not a kid, <laughs> but like if well, I'm 34, so anybody I guess 25 and under pretty much is considered yeah, a kid yeah. still to me because I know when I was 25, I was a moron. That's just <laughs> me personally. I'm about a decade removed from that guy yeah, yeah. and I know him and he's an idiot. And I don't know if all 25 year olds were like yeah, me, but yeah. I just, you know, uh, so I kind of look at it like that. Um, but I love talking to the youth because they're just so connected in a different way. And especially What's the the new generation? Is it Gen I? Oh, I forget what they're calling. Yeah, them. I don't. Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that millennials aren't the young, right? Aren't the kids now? I'm technically yeah. <laughs> I'm like a year removed from a millennial. Okay, so I'm like yeah. right on the edge. My wife is. Yeah. She's a year. She she's on the. I yeah. Think if you are currently 33 or 32, you're a millennial. Okay, like that's the right. ending point. Like born, okay, born in 85. Yeah. But um, I think it's Gen Y. Maybe is this this current group? I feel like somebody said yeah. iGen or something right. like that. I'm like that yeah. probably could be. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, everything's i now. Yeah, with the yeah, iPhone. That, yeah, but, that's clever. Um, I was what well, was funny. My nephew the other day, he's like eight, and we were all sitting around talking. And he goes, "You know what, you guys." You guys were all born in nineteen in the nineteen hundreds. You're all really old. I died. I was like, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Because he was born and he's eight. He's born in 
2000, wow. 2000 or 2010. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, oh, my God, <laughs> you have no idea what it's like to be born in the 1900s. The horse and buggy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The dial-up internet, you know? You, you know what about that, though? As, as much as I'm in the classroom and I'm kind of jealous of my students' youth, and they do very much feel like kids. I'm 37. Um, but I've really tried to try to banish kids from my vocabulary and always replace them with students. Right. Um, and it, but it's tough. Um, so I'm jealous <laughs> of their youth. But at the same time, I, I think it's kind of cool that oh, so I cool. was around at the time pre-internet that i knew the the you know a pre-instant gratification world mm-hmm. knew the great feeling of capturing your favorite song on a on a, on a cassette off mm-hmm. the radio right you know and how in the time and effort it would have taken to get it you we're know? making a napster mix cd <laughs> yeah yeah know, yeah like even that, yeah how mind-blowing that was <laughs> right. you know to, to be able to do that and you just went nuts and loaded your computer up with viruses and, <laughs> and all that yeah um but yeah so i, I think i think it's kind of cool i used to love going to the mall as a kid um, Logan Valley Mall was one of, my, one of my favorites in Monroeville and all that. And, and just and it just kind of realized, or I had this realization within the last year, that going to the mall was my internet back then. That was how I could go to the bookstore and look right. at magazines, look at books, you know, go to the CD store and flip through CDs for a half hour and read every case. and all, you, couldn't, all that. You, couldn't, you couldn't steal anything without somebody catching you. That was the only issue. <laughs> exactly. I can't steal this album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Couldn't, couldn't download for free in the privacy of my own home. But I could look at the track list and look through the magazines. And so... That was that was the, the mall was my way of getting a, uh, stimulating a curious mind, yeah. you know, um, and uh, so I think it's kind of neat that I, I can come from that that platform and especially in PR you need to know your audience. Um, we talk about the digital divide sometimes, and uh, I believe the statistic was like thirty percent of rural Americans don't have access to broadband internet internet fast enough to stream Netflix. Thirty percent, yeah. Wow. Um, so there are still people left out, and if you're doing PR. You got to understand that if you're maybe doing a, I don't know, a public health campaign in a, in a rural part of the country, yeah. you're going to have to think about that there may be still some some mediums that maybe somebody thought was outdated that you have to use That's to true, get a point man. across. They still have their phones, though. It seems like even if you don't have broadband internet, your phone's still going to be able to get sure. it. And that's yeah. kind of breaking yeah. down that wall, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You'll still get your access to, to social media, that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, that's still out there. But, yeah, trying to recognize, you know, there's still small-town newspapers that will run a press release verbatim. Yeah. You know, there's probably, you know, there's still value in that. Yeah. You may have to, you may even have to mail it, <laughs> depending or fax it, depending how small the, the newspaper is. Uh, so it's still trying to help make sure that they realize there's still lots of tools, and you got to know your audience to find out what the right tools are. And being in social media, you almost forget and write off the other tools. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I've, exactly. You, it seems ancient. Yes. It's yeah. like, oh, you're using... TV ads. Yeah. You have a news. You have a you have a, an ad on a flyer in a restaurant. Like who yeah. are you? Or like my brother-in-law. He's recently been into direct marketing. Direct okay. Mail, yeah. Dan Kennedy and I. I started reading Dan Kennedy's books. And I'm like, man, this guy is right because like now it, it's flip flopped. Used to be your mailbox at your house. You didn't want to check it because there was too much crap, and your email yeah. had nothing. Now your email has way too much crap, and your mailbox barely has anything. <laughs> so to really impact somebody, sometimes you need to give them something physically in the mail. Yeah, and they see yeah. that thing, and it's like, wow, I can touch it. And they, there's a lot of power behind that. Yep. And it gets it's a beautiful thing because like all of the old school tech tactics come back around. It's just like yeah. podcasting. Like this yeah. is just in my opinion, a better form of radio. Yeah. The music's not there yeah. yet. I see that merging at some point. Okay. Something's gonna gonna happen there. But um it's just yeah the old there's 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 you know, old ways that are always gonna work. Things are always gonna work no matter how things change. And I guess that's the 
part I try to say about social media is like, yeah, this is a new platform, but it still works the same way. The marketing's yeah. still the same. You can just target it better and you can do more with it. I, I advertise like social media to, to if I'm pitching to a client. It's like, you know, this you if you buy a 60 second TV commercial, that's going to run for six months and they're going to see the same ad every day on social media, on Facebook. You could have a new ad every day, but it's still an ad. Yeah, it's still the same idea. But also on Facebook, you can engage them in a personal conversation that you could never do with an ad. So you're you're mixing things together, but the the message is still the same. Um, you were saying yeah. about being in the digital divide, and yeah. you're right. Like our age group is very lucky because we very much remember what it was like to not have the internet. Like yeah. I think we, I think my parents got it when I was. I think I was 15. It's like 96. Okay. I think is when we got yeah. it. Yeah. And it didn't really become anything useful. Sure. Until like 98, 99. Yeah. Um, but it's great to have that mindset. Like you understand what a 50 year old thinks because you know what it's like to not experience it. But yeah. also I understand what it's like for a, a 15 year old because that's all they have ever known. Sure. That's, that's yeah. wild. It's a yeah, very, it really it's, is. I think yeah. we're in a lucky spot as far as age yeah. goes to, yeah, to both sides. yeah exactly you know and, it, and it's and it's I, very difficult to paint people with a broad brush you know um you know my parents my dad has a flip phone and my mom <laughs> is on her first iphone so you know she's uh and, and i just got them a roku and they're they're figuring that out you know and, <laughs> and, and streaming for the first time so they're you know they're on different ends of I guess, comfort level with it and and learning as they go and yeah. and sometimes you encounter students who are just very fed up with what they see is just uh, a superficial medium and, and they're tired of social media and, and they're thinking about, you know, how they can do, be on there less, you know? And so there's <laughs> every age group there's, you know, obviously, yeah, you, you could look at the, look at, you know, the, uh, uh, the surveys, national surveys going to tell you a lot about how people use social media, but at the same time, you got to always keep in mind sometimes, you know, um, there may be a young kid who's just tired of it all, you know, and and looking for something else to, you know, take up their time or uh, open to receiving a message, a marketing message from a different way. Yeah, I see that happening too, right? That makes sense. Um, there's a local school that went strictly iPads, got, okay. rid of their, got rid of their books. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's not a good idea. Yeah. And when I was younger, I would have thought that's the coolest idea ever. Oh, yeah, but now yeah. that I'm older, I understand the value yeah. of books and the importance yeah. in that. Yeah, I and, hate that, um, trying to read from an iPad. Oh, and that's what the mom, the mom I was talking to told me that, and she said that they're having eye issues. Their eyes are tired all the time. They need glasses oh, at a younger yeah. age because they're staring at the screen all day. Yeah. And it's like, man, you can't throw the – I hate the <laughs> – throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, can't think of yeah. a better expression. Sure, yeah. But it's like there's got to be a, a mixture. And, yeah, I imagine kids yeah. will come around and be like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. But that's all they know also, so it's hard. To, yeah. Especially, I guess, if you're talking about a – a grade school, junior high, high school kid right now. College kids yeah. at least have more of a separation, yeah. maybe. But yeah, I think in high school and stuff, you're kind of your friends are on it. You're locked into it. Sure, yeah. I think there's more pressure that they feel like they they gotta be gotta be there. And a college student could explore a little bit about, you know, what I, I want to give it a break or you know take a, a detox from it. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna I'm gonna do your podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. So man. we're gonna continue yeah. this conversation <laughs> over on to, into yours. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to throw on here before we wrap this one up and go to yours? Uh, yeah, I would just you know want to say that this uh, you know you're, you're talking uh, talking about your 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 own journey from radio to doing the podcast and uh, doing my the digital PR class that I teach. Um, I really wanted to 
I really wanted to get my students to realize the joy that can come from tackling your own kind of digital project. Um, and, and, and I'm kind of using my PR or my, my podcast experience as kind of an example to them that, hey, I'm with you. I'm trying this out as well. So I just gave this, them this assignment that I want them to do some digital project that's larger than just their personal account. So it could be starting a podcast. It could be creating a Instagram account that's focused on college town coffee shops or something like that, where you're soliciting for user-generated content and you're taking your own photographs, and or you try to turn your cat into a pet influencer, you know, or something like that. Just <laughs> right. getting them to I want, and they're going to have to create a, a solid strategy in advance for this. They're going to have to show that they're doing the work. They're going to have to do a one-minute pitch to the entire class to get them to follow. That's a great you idea. Know? But but there's just I, I want them to realize that joy that can come from tackling a project that that's your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think we're probably similar in that, um, you know, me working in newspapers, you working in radio. There were times we maybe felt unfulfilled, didn't feel like we were getting the exposure that we wanted, um, weren't recognized for what for the work that we did. Mm-hmm. And, and and being part of an industry that's it's it's hard to change. Like yeah, there's so yeah. it's such an old industry that it's so hard for it to adapt. Yeah. And watching it kind of I don't think newspaper will ever die. Yeah. I don't think radio will ever die, but it's got to adapt. Sure. And that's yeah. the struggle right now. Yep. Yeah, and, and and just like you talking about the, the the you know having the conversation with the people who, who a year ago um were, weren't working for themselves. And and when you start experiencing that it's really hard to to replace the joy that you get of starting your own thing. You know, and, yeah. and I'm just and I'm experiencing it on a very smaller level than you are. But I just want to get across to the students that um, I, I just env- envision them getting so much more invested in this project than they would have um, if I would have given them something else. Last semester, they analyzed they looked at several different brands and looked at their websites and social media and critiqued them and offered suggested posts. And and, and I was listening to their presentations and I was like, I hate this. I was like, it's boring. <laughs> they don't care about it. Yeah. You know, and I was like, what can, you know, they're, what they're doing doesn't have any meaning. It's not like the company's going to see this, you know. And I was mm-hmm. like, what can I do to, to, to get them, you know, enliven them, get them to really care about the project? Have them say something think, real. Yeah. And I think this is it. Like, I'm, I'm so excited for it, you know. Uh, and, and, I, and I told them, you know, to don't, you know, this is an opportunity to really build up your portfolio, really grow as a person. I hope a lot of them choose to, to put themselves front and center because mm-hmm. I think there's so much growth that can happen there. Yeah. I, I just talked to a student today. She was, um, she was so excited. She reached her fundraising goal. For, she's a thon dancer. Um, and they're doing some really sophisticated stuff, kind of a Kickstarter like for each each uh, dancer, creating oh, okay. a really good, pl- an easy platform for people to donate. She sent an email to four family members and got herself up to her goal. And she was so excited. And I said, well, let's look at your email. I want to see the, the points of persuasion you used that we talked about in class, you know. And she used statistics about Thon's impact, told a little bit of the human story about how, you know, Thon families are assisted and that sort of thing. And I said, you know, we're, we're trying to brainstorm ways to get it to the next level. You know, she, she caught the, she's, she wants more now, you know. And I said, produce a one-minute video uh, of you front and center on the camera making an appeal to your Facebook audience. And she just wouldn't do it. You know, she was, she was too nervous. I said, I really think that's going to be the next thing. Yep. You know, people are going to see, they will stop when yep. they see her face there. Oh, I like her. I yeah. want to see what she's doing. You know, oh, oh well, that's Christy. I want to see what she's up to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, um, and then they watch and they're like, oh, cool. I'll help her out, you know, because that's, yeah, people respond to that. Yeah. You know, they, they see your, they, they've seen so much other stuff in that stream. When they see you there with a message, they're going to they're gonna stop more like more 
they're more likely to stop on that than they would another piece of content. Yeah, no so doubt. So I, I really hope she <laughs> considers it uh, over these next few days and makes that effort. I said, just do a do a, do a thirty second video, just something. Well, you, you tell know? her tell, and this is what I tell every client that I work for who's hesitant on doing it, and some of them never do. Practice. No. Don't even don't even yeah. release the video. Practice yeah, it yeah. five times so you get yeah. it down. But yeah, you, yeah. But the differentiating factor right now with people making things work and not making things work is putting yourself on video and being the person on the video. People think like nobody cares or people think, well, somebody else is doing it better. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, personality driven content is the best content because nobody can copy it. And yeah, people are always going to want to listen. They're always going to at least, even if they don't care what you're talking about, they're going to check in for a little bit. They're going to, you know, and it might not even be the thing that you think that's going to attract them that attracts them yeah it could be something else that you say or who knows but you don't know unless you start trying it yeah and yeah. Every, everything else all advertising looks predominantly the same i think that's why youtube works so well is because we all want to see and experience somebody who's like us and once somebody finds out that you are like them then they're automatically connected to you yeah you know and if you can do that which all you have to do is I guess if you're a douchebag, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're going to attract other douchebags, so yeah. it might work out yeah. for you in yeah. some way, shape, or form. But like, <laughs> yeah, there's enough of them out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you're a good person who has a good mission or a good message or whatever it is, you just got to get over it. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the. Uh, yeah, and it, you get over it pretty quickly, right? I mean, that's been my experience. Is you know, it's you put one out there, and you're like, okay, you know, I did it. <laughs> you know, and and you're you're probably you know you're not going to get torn apart. You yeah. know, um, you're probably going to be surprised with the amount of views and the response that you get. Yeah. Because it's because it's different. Yeah. You know, and people and uh, it's like um, I used to be in the Toastmasters group uh, for pub a public speaking organization. And they talked about always uh, don't dismiss that the, your audience almost always wants you to succeed mm -hmm. when you're up there presenting. Same with same with a video. You know, you, people people want to see you do well. They want to see you succeed. Yeah. They want to like the video that you put out there. Yeah. Um, Although I do yeah. love fail videos too. That's <laughs> oh, why yes, fail yes, videos are very yeah. popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. There's always a time and place for that. I was just I just wasted about an hour the other day watching news bloopers. There you go. So yeah, I I, I feel you on that. But either yeah. way, people were watching. Even <laughs> yep. if you fail, yeah. own it. I guess the important part is owning yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, so yeah, man. If anything, if anything else you want to toss in, um, please do and yeah. and plug your, your yeah. channels. And yeah, stuff. the Happy Valley Hustle. I'm going to be uh, putting it out the first and third Wednesday of the month is my plan. Uh, we have uh, two episodes out so far. Really excited about it. Um, next episode is going to be Ellen Mattis. She has a company called Hello Social, so she's doing our own social media marketing and is a big part, a big supporter of the Launchbox out of Belfont, a business incubator there. She's actually on the board of directors and is their first tenant. Uh, so yeah, just I, I'm, I'm loving this and uh, really cool to, to see somebody who's got a professional level set up here I and mean, it's inspiring seeing seeing Moderately. what all you're doing with what with, with you got yeah <laughs> thanks man i yeah. appreciate that and uh I, you know like i said if you ever ever want to come back on talk about whatever i'd be happy to have you back on because i want to i want to find people who are doing this and i found people who are doing it but not consistently yeah so i want to find consistently people who stick with it because i've i've been off and on man it took me a while to be on and it's only been over the past few i'd say six seven months that i've been on a mission to do it uh, at least 10 episodes a month is what yeah. I try to do. Okay. And uh, I don't have release dates or anything like that because my life's too crazy right now to have sure. a release date. Eventually yeah. I will. But uh, yeah, it's just nice to know that somebody else is doing it and that they're growing with it because 
it's going to be big. And if you get on board, it's yep. still, it's it's like cryptocurrency. Yeah. I always say, because yeah. everybody acts like, ah, it's not going to do anything. Da, da, da. It's too it's yeah. too early, and, yeah. and the earlier the better. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, it would be awesome to come back here and have a panel discussion of people doing it. I would and, love that, yeah. Uh, our buddy Alex Nepo, we got to get him encouraged to do this, because I, I know he, he has an interest as well. Yeah, um, and, and, I, and I also just want to say it's so important to, to find a niche. You know, if I would have if I would have had my first choice, I would have did a pro wrestling podcast mm-hmm. or something about eighties, early nineties pop culture. Okay. you know, but you can go on the internet, it, you can go and find a billion podcasts about those topics. Yeah, you know, so it was really important for me to kind of think of to try to think a little bit about what could be a different lane that I could take, and that's that's him. Yeah, I encourage anyone to give this a shot, but. Um, if you know, and you can certainly do one just for your own purposes, and, if, and not care about growing the audience at all, and still have a lot of fun with it, and yeah. still grow as a as a performer or you know as a presenter, sometimes which is really important. Take, you know, sometimes that's what takes on. It might take a little longer for it to catch yeah. on, but sometimes that's what catches on the most because you don't have a mission. Yeah, you're just yeah. out having fun with it, and yeah. that's kind of what I want this to be. I don't necessarily yeah. have a niche. Sure. I just talk about what I'm interested in. Yeah, and then. That, at least in my mind, that becomes the niche. Like sure. I become, yeah. I become yeah. the niche of whatever yeah. I'm doing. So that if I'm interested in it, I'm talking about it, and yeah. there it is. Yeah. If you don't like yeah. it, that's fine. <laughs> sure. you might, you'll probably find something that I talk yeah. about yeah. you like. But yeah, and I think you know you have a good personality for it. You can it, 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 that partly helps carry the show as well. Um, and you're always going to have you know have a positive vibe and you know that sort of thing. Where there'll be kind of themes. Yeah. You know that going through it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, uh, did you name your social media platforms, or did I was I not paying attention? Um, well, right now, yeah, I'm, uh, no, no, I will. I will <laughs> or do how that. to find, dude? It, I, I will plug away. Um, I, I have uh, f- created a Facebook account for the uh, for the uh, the podcast, just for the, for the purposes really of, of getting my feet wet with uh, paid promotion, uh, paid ads. There, mm-hmm. um, it's on Facebook. It's just Happy Valley Hustle. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, this is underscore Bill Z. And I'm on Instagram at Bill F Zimmerman. So uh, yeah, the bulk of my posts re- recently have been about about the podcast. Cool man, yeah. Bill Z and Rob Z signing. Yeah, out. man, connecting to <laughs> Z boys. Yeah. Later, man. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. So uh, Bill's gonna have my side of the podcast. I was excited because I've never been interviewed for a podcast before, and it made me excited to spew all of my knowledge out of my mouth, very uh, egotistically and selfishly so his episode with me is going to be released uh, sometime in March so be on the lookout for that with Happy Valley Hustle but also shout out to the sponsors the Clay Cup at 1304 11th Avenue at the Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram Uh, Sarah actually was just on the previous episode with Jen and with Sarah two other podcast sponsors and uh, that's something I'm doing lately is business roundtable podcast for local business so if you want to be a part of that please let me know contact me on my my platforms Facebook Instagram Rob Z Radio Twitter and Snapchat Rob Z Yo Uh, but Sarah runs the Clay Cup in downtown Altoona coffee and creativity coming together all in one spot uh, where you can you know get great drinks but also paint pottery and find those creative outlets that you know inspire you also inspiring to me is is yoga harlequin pepper yoga a vinyasa style of yoga taught in downtown holidaysburg pennsylvania uh aaron who will be on the next uploaded episode which is a great conversation about yoga and mindfulness and everything that comes along with it you can find harlequin pepper yoga in the app store or google play and on facebook and instagram it's h-a-r-l-e-q-u-i-n harlequin pepper yoga 320 allegheny street in hollidaysburg 
at 814-931-9815. Shout out to Bill Zimmerman, doing awesome things, and he'll be back for another episode sometime, guaranteed. Thank you, Zebras. See you. That's brutal.